Bye. So welcome everyone. Today we are back. We are back after a, a bit of a break. Um, today is Wednesday, August 30th, 2023. This is our All Lives Matter call with uh, Dr. Alex Lloyd, Dr. David Peck. Um, I'll be assisting Johanna Chan. And um, I want to share this disclaimer before we get started. This presentation is for education and informational purposes only. And since we're going to be talking about issues of health and well-being, we wanted to make sure that you understand this information is not intended to heal or cure anything. Everything in the presentation are the opinions of Alex Lloyd, David Peck, myself, or you if you choose to share. You should always check with a licensed healthcare provider about any specific health concerns you may have. All right, guys, take it away. Okay, I'll start. Uh, I'm Alex Lloyd, the good-looking guy over on the other side is Dr. David Peck. And us missing last week was 100% totally my fault. I absolutely got sick. Uh, stomach virus, I mean, my pain was like an 8 out of 10. Um, oh, man, I hadn't been sick like that in a long time. Uh, there's a stomach thing going around. I used to get everything. I usually don't get it now, but I did this time. Uh, two weeks ago, it was my fault too. Uh, I got called into a su suicidal situation, which I, if there's any way I can help with those kind of things, I, I try to put everything else on hold because it's literally life or death. Uh, so that's what it was two weeks ago. Uh, but last week, it was it was just my fault. I got sick, and I'm sorry. I apologize. Uh, although, I think the last time we missed one of these, uh, which has been a, a long time, I think it was David's fault that time. Uh, so I'm getting you back, Dave. I'm getting you back. But anyway, I'm sorry, everyone, uh, but happy to be back. And um, this week, we're on the... Um, seven cardinal virtues that are the other side of the seven deadly sins. And I'll pass it over to Dave. You can start and say whatever you want, and I'll uh, tackle a post-it note on if I can think of something to say. <laughs> okay, I'm sure you can, Alex. Okay, thank you very much, Al. Um, so yeah, uh, we're on a mini-series that addresses the seven heavenly virtues as a counterbalance to the seven deadly sins. So we addressed each of the seven deadly sins week by week, and now we're going in reverse order, uh, You doing the counterbalance to seven, they're heavenly virtues. Now this is, I'm just getting this since I'm not, I wasn't raised Catholic or uh, Christian. Um, I'm uh, gathering this information um, sort of um, from the internet. And so, the, the the two that we have still to go is today, which is gratitude and counterbalancing envy and humility is one that counterbalances vainglory or foolish pride. Now, I just wanted to clarify before we go on, because Alex, you said cardinal virtues and my understanding just from the reading, you know, searching on the Internet is the cardinal virtues. There's four of the cardinal virtues. And and I'd like to actually do those as well in the future. Uh, right, right. Prudence, prudence uh, which is basically insight and wisdom, good judgment, justice, fairness, and moral rightness. 
temperance, which we've done before, moderation or voluntary self-restraint and fortitude. And that's courage, of course, bravery. And so those um, cardinal virtues, hopefully we can address those also as we go forward. But uh, today is the um, counterbalance to envy, and that is gratitude and thankfulness. And so in order to really talk about gratitude and what we're thankful for and, and uh, do a healing code, a trilogy process that will infuse that gratitude, we, we have to, again, review um, the topic that we're counterbalancing, and that is envy as seven, one of the seven deadly sins. And, and so we did this several weeks ago, and um, it's important um, because uh, envy is really, it's part of the humility category, but it drives so many, so much that we do. And um, it's, it's the, basically in the humility category, the whole idea is that um, others have to think well of us in order for us to be okay. You know, we're dependent on outside opinion. And of course, that's not true when it comes to the truth. And this is about the, telling the truth and a truth movement, really. But um, so at what at, uh, one point that I had made previously, and I'd like to just say it again, is that um, the drivers, we're all, we're all subject to them. You know, we've all mostly been subject to the drivers and the, the, um, the forces that promote us to be envious of others. If we're not just in a vacuum by ourselves, and, you know, suddenly we became envious, you know, we wanted this and that, and that it's been indoctrinated and in, in programmed into us over the course of time. Yes. From our parents and our peers, et cetera. And they also got it from somewhere else too. So what is driving all this? And I have to say it's, it's it's the things that influence us that 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 those mental slavery control methods that we went we talked about for several weeks, the 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 mind control, the 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 messaging that's occurred. This is the this is the media that's doing this. This is the entertainment industry. This is Hollywood telling us what we should be thinking, and it's. As we we're discovering, it's lies. It's not true, and it doesn't bring us into emotional balance. It takes us far from it. And so, um, you know, one of the things that a story that I had told previously, I'd just like to quickly say it again because I think it's important to uh, combating the um, envy. Is that so? I went to school. I went to Dartmouth College back in the '80s and went to school with some of the richest people on the planet. You know, I graduated with Nelson Rockefeller Jr. and Chip Mellon from the Mellon family. These were mega wealthy people, and I had a friend there that he was like a third generation. He was one of those the third, you know, his name. He was French Canadian. He played ice hockey and all, but great guy. Anyway, he 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 used to go around driving in the in the white mountains of Vermont and writing about the poverty that was there because there's widespread poverty and like many serious problems up in that. It's very it's a poor white area up in the uh, New Hampshire, Vermont, White Mountain regions. But this guy, he he made this impression. He said something to me once. It just stays with me forever and ever. And Alex, you might remember from a few weeks ago, but it's that. Get into what you're into your own thing. You know, you got to be into your own thing and just do it like 
mad, you know, find out what it is, first of all. And that that's what healing all that the trauma and the lies is in order to to get rid of that so that you can see yourself clearly and what you're where what your calling is and then go for it. And when you do nothing else is going to matter. Everyone's going to be wondering what you're up to. They're going to be envying you really looking at you, but don't look outside. Don't, you know, there's a, another expression I heard of playing from the, one of the soccer parents said to me once, you know, he said head on a swivel, right? That's what an exact example, you know, you should most constantly keep your head on a swivel. That's a totally wrong way to go about it. Life that's a fear-based method you're constantly looking over i'm not saying that you don't be careful you know and if something's really happening you have to respond to it but you don't go around looking there constantly look that's the envy person that's someone who's looking oh what's he got what she you know that no that's the the wrong and again this is these these are lies and 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 um advice wrong advice that's being given to us over and over again and you know ground and you know, uh, hammered into our heads, you know, over and over again, to, you know, in order to make us buy more or seek something or, you know, basically, I like to say we've been taught to learn, we've been taught how to hate and shame ourselves and guilt ourselves too. Well, basically, yeah. So this is the, the eye opening. This is the awakening. You know, this is the truth of the matter is that that that's a bunch of those are a bunch of control freaks, you know, trying to tell us what to do, you know. And so um, anyway, that's my rant for today. But so so what we what, exactly, so getting back now to thankfulness. Yes, we have to be thankful. We, we, we what are we thankful for? Well, I'm thankful for having vision having clarity to be able to see these kind of things to be able to see myself clearly and to have to have um be able to speak the truth you know and so and so um you know uh, and other things as well i mean but so everyone can find what they are grateful for you know but but the the, the gratitude and the thankfulness is is in balance to the healing of the of the negative emotion. So they have to, I think they sort of have to go together, you know, but um, anyway, I guess I'll pass back to you, Alex, before I, I get myself in trouble. <laughs> no, no, no. Actually, I was going to say, I love that illustration of the head on a swivel versus figure out what you're good at and what you want to do and then put your head down and go for it. I love that. I love that analogy between the going for it and always looking around, not only at other people, but what else can I get that might fill my hole rather than me just working to, you know, achieve whatever is best for me. I, I love that illustration. Um, the thing that I was thinking about over the last um, three weeks as we uh, missed the last two weeks uh, and we were gonna talk about this, some things that occurred to me is, okay, I like to reverse engineer things. So uh, I agree with Dave about envy being a thing that, you know, makes us look around at other people. What do they have that I don't have and compare myself to them? And about some, I may feel superior and about some, I may feel inferior and want, and usually the inferior, well, the people I view are, that are superior to me 
Those are the ones I envy. And the others I kind of feel superior. And But I, I think another opposite of thankfulness and gratitude besides envy is complaining. And so if you're watching this, just, just think back in your life. Okay, how... Who who have you been around in your life that complained more than anyone else you've ever been around? Okay? Just take a second. Close your eyes maybe for a few seconds. Think of that person and a situation you were in with them where they were complaining. And how did it make you feel? How did it make everyone else feel? Uh, how does it make you feel if you're around someone that every time you're around them, they start complaining. Uh, my wife has a friend like that, that she's known them her whole life, but every time she's around them, they start complaining. And she has talked to me a hundred times about, I really have to limit being around that person because if I'm around them very much, they just kind of slime me. And, and after I'm with them, it takes me like a, a while to recover from all that complaining and negativity. And um, I shared a, a, an illustration not long ago, so I'm going to share the really, really short version of it today. That is the biggest thing I've had for that thankfulness versus complaining thing. And it was back in 08, the, the stock market crash of 08, when I had so many clients who were worried about money and upset about money because their stock market accounts had gone way down. And some of those were justifiable. Those, uh, some were elderly people on a fixed income, but, but some, some, it, it, it was, it, it wasn't anything. It was the stock market went down and it never affected their life at all, but they were petrified for two years that it was going to ruin their life. And one of the things that um, I believe I came up with kind of in prayer that helps some people with that is I would ask them, okay, just imagine this situation. You're, you're afraid you're going to lose your house, but you haven't. You're afraid you're not going to have food to eat, but you've always had food to eat. You're afraid this or that's going to happen, but it's not happened and it's never happened before. And what the research says, the, the double-blind and the study research, what it says is that about 90% plus of what we worry about never happens. It's not that it happens later. It never happens. And so what I would ask my clients to do is just imagine for a second, we picked up your whole life and put it down in the poorest part of the whole world, maybe in Ethiopia where the people don't even know where their next meal is coming from. Would you still, would you still be ungrateful and complaining if you had everything you have now, but everyone around you had nothing and, and didn't know where their next meal was going to come from? Would that change at all how you feel and think about your situation? And ladies and gentlemen, knock on wood, during those two years, and it was probably about 50 clients or so, every single one of them, when they really thought about that, said, oh my goodness. Yeah, I think if that happened and I was all of a sudden in the middle of Ethiopia, 
and but and had everything I have now, my house, my car, my clothes, my food, all of that, they said, man, I think I would become more grateful and thankful than I've ever been in my life. And I think my focus would shift from being worried and wanting more to protecting what I have. Because I have, I'm I'm the richest guy anywhere around. Okay, well, if you're if you're watching or listening to this, there's a pretty good chance that you're in the top ten percent of all income earners everywhere in the world, and there's a good chance you're in the top five percent actually. Okay, so what am I saying? I'm saying that most of the time when we are not grateful, when we are complaining or envious or or instant gratification, and when my instant gratification doesn't happen, I'm ungrateful and I, you know, want it, okay? The great majority of all of that never even happens to most of us in our lifetime. Now we have bad things happen, but not where we don't have a next meal, most of us, or don't have a roof over our head or, or things like that. So here's the last thing I'm gonna share. I think for most of my clients and myself, in fact, I this was true of me before it was ever true of one of my clients to me. I think for most of us, the thing that we need to start being thankful for that we have not been and we tend to not be is pain. Um, and I'm not talking about long-term chronic pain. That's different. That's debilitating, can totally mess you up mentally and every other way. But normal kind of pain that comes and goes tends to be the thing that we're the most ungrateful for and we want it to go away, when in reality, that's where we learn most of the stuff that makes us the better version of ourselves. okay? Uh, I, I have spoken at lectures, seminars, workshops uh, hundreds of times all over the world, and I'm talking in person, not Zoom. And in most of those meetings, probably 80, 90% of them, at some point, I'll ask a question. How many of you have had something happen in your past that at the time you thought was bad, but then looking back on it, you realize it was actually a good thing that that happened to you because of what it did in your life, what it caused you to change, whatever. Ladies and gentlemen, knock on wood again, I have no idea how many people I've asked that question to because there's it's been different audiences. But when I ask that question of a live audience, everyone raises their hand. Now, I've had one or two exceptions, but usually when there's an exception, I call them out and we start dialoguing back and forth and I start asking them questions and they end up admitting, okay, yeah, 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 it was really a good thing. Um, but, but off the, off the start, everybody raises their hand. And, and so, it, and so then the question is, okay, well then how come at the time you thought it was so bad? The answer, because it was painful. Okay. 
M. Scott Peck in The Road Less Traveled said, to get to any significant meaningful change, you have to go through pain. The tragedy is most people, when the pain hits, turn around and go back. When if they had stayed the course, they would have gotten to the better version of themselves and their life because you can only get there through pain. So maybe this week, pray and meditate a little bit about being thankful and grateful for pain. And instead of wanting it to leave immediately, first ask the question, is there a lesson I can learn from this that will help me in my life? And ladies and gentlemen, there always is. There always is. So Dave, that's it for me. Did you want to post it? And then we'll do a code. Yeah, that's great. I mean, that's great to embrace pain. I love that. I just wanted to go back to a minute to address the concept of complaining because yeah. that, 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 that is a little bit tricky. I think, you know, it depends. You're talking about, there's a statement made like that something's wrong or something. I'm, I'm, I'm not talking about saying something's wrong that, I mean, because that may very well need what be what you need to say because something is wrong and we need to fix it. Exactly. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the person that basically just complains and it doesn't matter what's going on. They're going right. to complain. So, so yeah, so they're, they're, their, their intention, their motivation behind their statements is not to spread truth or to, to yeah. be to a light. It's, it's more just to emotionally tag someone else. So it's to, to be pity. It's to be pity. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 I hear you. Okay. All right. Okay. So, so this is a prayer we're praying to heal all negative memories, unhealthy habits, false limiting beliefs, all the drivers of envy in us through love, light, truth, and God, and to instill and to infuse thankfulness and gratitude for everything that we do have and to be able to find clarity, to be able to see the meaning of the pain that we endure and all the other blessings and what might appear not to be blessings at the time that are in our lives. Okay. Amen. So, okay. So the first position for gratitude is left hand temple, right hand bridge, left hand temple, right hand bridge. And by the way, ancient manuscripts say, be thankful in everything, in all situations, including pain. Okay, second position, left hand bridge, right hand temple. Left hand bridge, right hand temple. Okay, third position, left hand jaw, right hand bridge. Left hand jaw, right hand bridge. For gratitude. Fourth position, left hand temple, right hand jaw. Left hand temple, right hand jaw. 
fifth position, left hand Adam's apple, right hand bridge, left hand Adam's apple, right hand bridge. Back to the first position, left hand temple, right hand bridge. First position, left hand temple, right hand bridge. Second position, left hand bridge, right hand temple. Left hand bridge, right hand temple. Second position, second cycle. <clears throat> Third position, left hand jaw, right hand bridge. Left hand jaw, right hand bridge. Fourth position, left hand temple, right hand jaw. Left hand temple, right hand jaw. Fourth position. Fifth position now, left hand Adam's apple, right hand bridge. Left hand Adam's apple, right hand bridge. Okay, that's two cycles. Okay, acupuncture point, side of the hand. Eyebrows. Temples. Little finger. Collarbones. Under the eyes under the nipples, thumb, under the nose, index finger, sore spot, middle finger, Chin and the nine G eyes open, closed, eyes open, eyes down to the left, down to the right, circle your eyes, circle back the other way. <laughs> One, two, three, now let's activate governing and conception vessel four times, please. Four times. If it hurts, you're pushing too hard. 
This is called yin and yang, calms the central nervous system. Very handy thing to be able to do, calm your central nervous system. Okay, now custom healing centers. Let's start with throat. Please open and harmonize. If it hurts, you're massaging too hard. Should never hurt. Slide down to heart. Please open and harmonize. Forehead, please open and harmonize. Base or root on the pubic bone, please open and harmonize. Heart again, please open and harmonize. Under the belly button, please open and harmonize. Crown, please open and harmonize. Middle of the stomach, please open and harmonize. All right, now let's go to left hand brain stem, right hand forehead. <clears throat> brain stem is basically unconscious, subconscious, and ancestry. Forehead or prefrontal cortex is basically conscious mind, will, and emotions. So whole mind with this process we're doing right now. Very powerful. We want to get rid of envy, get rid of complaining, get rid of addiction to instant gratification, and be thankful in all things, grateful, related to others, related to ourself, related to God. Both hands over the heart. Slow, deep breaths one after the other. Let the code process. When you feel like you're ready to, uh, in your mind's eye, probably still with your eyes closed, take a look at your zero to 10 rating and make a note of any change. And then when you're ready, open your eyes and come back to your day. And Johanna, if we have any questions, I can stay a minute or two here. Okay, so uh, if you have a question and you want to um, be heard, uh, then press star nine on your phone. That's going to raise your hand. We do have one question in the, in the yeah, queue. I'm, re I'm, I'm reading it. Um, okay. let, me see, let me see here. Um, okay, yeah, it's a good question. I'm going to read it. Um, my question is about nature versus nurture. Great question already. Big, big issue. Um, I'm raising two boys 
their father and I are now divorced. He abandoned us in 2019. He was also emotionally, mentally, and financially abusive. My ex-husband's father did the exact same thing to his family. Before we got married, he talked a lot about how he loathed his father for what he did, but here we are. He did the exact same thing. I'm concerned that the pattern will continue with my boys that they may grow up being narcissistic abusers and abandon their own family. I know things like this happen. Um, the next, oh, she's talking about a story from the Bible. Um, can nurture trump nature and is there a code for it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I would do a code for that, for your boys. Um, if they won't do it on themselves, I would do it on yourself and and pray that it be transferred to them as well, that um, rather than doing that, they will be loving and committed to the truth. Nar narcissists are the best liars on the planet. Narcissists and addicts are the are the most expert liars you will ever meet. Sometimes they can even trick police and people like that, okay? So the key to narcissists and addicts is often the truth versus lies. So yes, I would do a code that, that those things will be healed in your boys and that they will be dedicated to the truth and love. If I could just add in one yeah. of my motives, yeah, my, my, one of my motivations to look at myself and do the healing codes on many of my own issues had to do with whether I would pass it on to my kids or not. That was a real motivating factor for me. And, you know, I had this generational personality that we talked about before that needed to be healed. So that's a great point. But I, I do believe that, yeah, if you can heal, heal that all those lies and get to the truth of the matter, which is that we're all beautiful nature's you know products of beautiful amazing products of god of nature then you don't, it doesn't have to it doesn't have to be passed on it does not amen and and that and that can be broken at any time it doesn't have to be broken at one or at five or at 12 it can be broken at any time and then there's uh one more question break the, break the cycle break the cycle yeah go ahead yeah. all right and then there's one more question here and then i'm gonna have to run does Trilogy Wellbeing replace Trilogy? No, it does not. Uh, trilogy is, is geared mainly toward spiritual issues. Trilogy Wellbeing is geared mainly toward physical and chemical issues. Now, you can use either one of them for both, but Trilogy Wellbeing is better for physical, chemical issues. Trilogy, the regular Trilogy, is better for spiritual, emotional issues. And I'm going to have to run. Love you guys. So sorry I blew it the last two weeks. That was all me, not Dave. I love you. Have you redeemed week. yourself today. <laughs> I'm beating, I'm going to keep beating myself up. I'm going to, I'm, I'm mad at myself. I'm just kidding. <laughs> we love you, Alex. Bye-bye. All right. So um, I don't see any hands up for questions. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and switch gears, um, stop the recording, and offer 